This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode number 30. I'm P.F. Wilson, content director for Cincy Shirts and our sibling site, OldSchoolShirts.com. Today on our show, Bob Herzog from Good Morning Cincinnati on Local 12. I was quite literally sitting in organic chemistry class one day, and uh, it's not that I was I was you know, failing out of school or anything. I was doing fine, and, but I'm sitting there, and I just remember going, I'm not supposed to be here. This is not my deal. This is not why I'm, I'm on this planet right now to do to do this. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I, I sort of knew that, that that wasn't it. This may be my favorite episode yet. Bob had some great stories about hosting Saturday afternoon movies on Channel 64 back in the day, uh, all those viral videos he's become famous for, and the time he was locked out of a radio studio just before he was about to go on the air with the news. Find out what happened there. Be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode, of course, because you can save 20% with that on your next Cincy Shirts or Old School Shirts order, or you can use it in the store. All right, so let's do it. Here's Darren, Josh, and me talking to Bob Herzog. She came down Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. What did I have? I don't I don't know how much you guys spend on like Facebook advertising or whatever. Or it was just by some happenstance that yeah. the KRP turkey drop shirt popped up probably i buy that before i leave today yeah. to be clear because that one was solid so we'll get, up. We'll oh, get it too it's it, it might be the single greatest sitcom episode oh absolutely in, in the history of sitcoms just generally speaking i'm, with you. Yeah, I, I, it's, I'm not even from here it's just i stand wkrp it's even, fantastic yeah. yep yeah. yep yeah. the funniest line isn't the last one oh funny as it is my favorite right. part is the reaction in the studio when Les goes, Oh my God, they're turkeys! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sudden realization. He, the winner of the Silver Sow Award. Yes. God, yes. God bless Les Nesmer. Right? The number, since this makeup thing, which is still to this day sort of a shocking development for me, the number of people who want a shirt, like a wake t- I know, I know, on. dude. And, you, I, you're and, like, and I've got it, I... I there's so many hoops we have to jump through at work anymore. There can't be that many. Did, I'm going to talk to Kevin Barnett. <laughs> you can't be going to get that done? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would love to do it, and I don't I don't need any money from it. I would say donate whatever We've to We've done it before, whatever. and it was donated um, like with, just, with EBN. They said the last thing we want is a check written back to us. Yeah. Because then that's going to get absorbed by something, and people are going to raise red flags. So no, wait, their, what, their royalty goes in like a kitty, and we just do trade... T-shirt. If they yeah. need, need something like for staff. an event or something for staff, you just then, take kind of yeah. Make sure. So, what do you want about? We could I've, I've known you since doing movies on Saturdays on Channel sixty four. What's this you're talking about? I'm, I've been telling him we need a Bob Herzog shirt for yeah, yeah. I don't know how many years. Is there a particular? And I just get ignored. I don't even. <laughs> know. Wait, was there a particular event that you're tying this to, or? Or no, oh, well, okay. oh, one of the, oh, okay. the yeah, nine yeah. different things he's gone viral for. Okay, okay. 
I think I think we could. I've come to the conclusion that you might actually sell a makeup one, like that one, because that that was an entire community of humans that I did not realize were as passionate about things as apparently they are. But we can talk about that. Yeah, we can right. talk about yeah. that. Hey, we can we can make it and then ask for permission later. I mean, it could be. We can start plugging it and be like, "Yeah, I was plugging this shirt, so we get because this won't air for another what three weeks probably." This will probably be next week's episode because we have to wait on the the one because oh James is he yeah. the only one in the can right now. Yes. Oh wow, we better get on it. Yeah, schedule some more. I keep trying. Then <laughs> people say, "I'll do it," and then I never hear them. So. <laughs> they disappear into the ether. Well, we can do something where I don't know, like a free store food bank or children's somewhere. Theater or something. Yeah, yeah, children's something. theaters. Something awesome. There, it's very apropos. They're fantastic. But anyway, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going no, on. No, this is doing, all. We're not even doing a thing. Part of the, so, oh, we're doing a thing. No, we're doing. <laughs> oh, there's a thing. There's a thing. Yeah. A so thing. I interviewed you years ago. Uh, you were it was. Doing the movies on Saturdays on yeah. Channel 64. Yeah. And there was a big cattle call. They, I, I assume, I was trying to figure out, get to the bottom of why they were doing it. Yeah. They weren't going to hire anybody off the street to do this. It was, is this to gain, it was to get interest in the Saturday movies or something, and they already had it. But, I mean, that's what you started. TV-wise, yeah. yes. I had done some radio before that. Oh, okay. Um, but they had, they had a duo already doing the movie show. And so they were looking to get two new people in. Well, I, I take that back. They were—they knew they were going to be replacing the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Zelina, if I remember his name correctly. He was going to be leaving to do whatever he was going to do. And so they had this cattle call, and whoever they ended up choosing was going to be paired with Lana at the time. Was Lana, was, that's right. It was Dave and Lana. Yeah. And Dave was going to be leaving, and so it was, you know, you know, four or five hundred people show up at, at yeah, yeah. what was then WB sixty four. You were not in that line, were you? You you would audition separately, like no, no, I, I was I was in the line. Seriously, I was in the oh, line. I'm shocked. I was in the line. I am shocked. I'm learning something new here. <laughs> and and for whatever reason, they ended up with me. And I hope this doesn't say what Lana thought of me, but she decided <laughs> within six months that she was leaving too after I started. <laughs> and so Jen Dalton. Who I, oh, yeah. who I still work with now right. at, uh, you know, at 12, um, she had been in that cattle call, too. We didn't meet each other in line that day, but she had been there with four or 500 other people. And so since Lana was leaving so soon after Dave, they had a good feel for some of the people that they liked. And so they just called back five or six people to come essentially re- read with yeah. me. And... Uh, that's how Jen ended up getting the gig. And what was the gig? It was literally hosting the the movie marathon on what was then WB sixty four. You know they'd run you know two three movies in the middle of a Saturday afternoon. Usually it was some Dean Cain straight to video, really nice. sweet kind of movie. Occasionally we had better films, but it, for some reason the the Dean Cain library was was well. <laughs> it's weird that uh, certain stations stick with a format that works for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, there's, I think it was Fox always, Shawshank Redemption seemed to be on like every just Saturday. Kind of, just managed to kind of pop back through the cycle. Yeah. And you watch it yeah. every time it's on. And every time it's on. Oh, you're, you're not turning Shawshank. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, right. yeah. no. But it's, you know, Jen and I, sometimes we will be in studio doing the morning show and every once in a while, we'll just kind of look at a chair like, huh, we're still, you know, we're, yeah. we're, Still, A, working together, and somehow have remained employed. Not to blow smoke, but once I saw you on doing this, I was curious to check out who they finally chose, and I yeah. saw you doing I thought, this is not this guy's last gig. You're, you're going places in this market. Yeah, you, I felt the same way about yeah. you're doing traffic. Like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. When you were doing just, traffic on Channel 12, I'm like, there's, not for there's something yeah, else waiting way. for this guy. Yep. I, and I, what, 
So, I mean, not to not to bring it too far current day, but like you you've moved up so quickly at the ranks of Channel Twelve. Like, is is sitting behind the desk as the anchor? Is that like been a dream? Is that your end goal? Do you aspire to do things beyond that? I mean, you're yeah. We'll get into all the stuff that you do, but I'm, I'm sort of living in that space right now where it's a never say never kind of world, and really because of the kind of things we're doing, like like podcasts weren't a thing, Facebook Lives weren't a thing, you know, YouTube wasn't a thing when I first started doing stuff. So the the ability for your stuff to just end up out there without even you realizing stuff is out there, <laughs> really, I mean, yeah, sure. sort yeah. of leads to things that maybe you never imagined before. I mean, I don't have an agent who's, you know, out there trying to find a different thing for me or the next thing for me or whatever. But you do get some interesting phone calls from time to time <laughs> just because, hey, I saw I saw your YouTube this, I saw your Facebook that. That, that never used to happen. And so I don't know that I... You know, when I started doing traffic, or goodness knows when I started doing the movies, that my my end goal was to anchor a morning show here in town. Um, I just, at some point along the way, I realized that I just, I enjoyed telling stories. I'm not, my background is not a typical journalist background. I didn't go to school for that. I didn't train for that. You know, I when I started in news, I started in traffic. I wasn't out on the street doing a story every day in that sense. And for whatever reason, things have, have clicked in a very fortunate way for me. And a lot of people have given me opportunities that I'm not sure it was necessarily in their best interest we'll, to give me those we'll opportunities. We'll take it from somebody but who has an agent <laughs> and who tries to get stuff on YouTube and things of that nature to go viral. It's, it's not easy. So when it's organic like that, it's even better, you know, because then, you know, it's, it's genuine, genuine. Yeah. real. But if, for somebody who, who tries to make stuff like that happen? You, you know that it doesn't. It doesn't just happen. You don't just all of a sudden have a great idea one day and it it's a thing. You know what I mean? You you, and I think that's what a lot of people think when it comes to videos like that, or you know, anymore when it's a you know at a reality show and you see a singer who's amazing and they're like, oh, they're they're instantly famous or whatever. But that dude's probably been singing in a bar, yeah, for exactly. how, however many That's years what, before right. before that moment yeah. that moment happened. People don't get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you know the, the overnight success is is rarely overnight. What was the first video that went viral for you? <sighs> was it the the dancing? Probably, probably the dance party. Yeah, which. <laughs> right, I mean, just we'll find and put a link on our blog. Okay. Yeah, oh, you, you, you don't have to. Shouldn't try be too hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and that was one. You go all the way back to the first time we did that. It's five o'clock in the morning, and I'm the traffic guy, right? <laughs> so it's five o'clock in the morning, and what's happening? Like nothing. The, the number of people who are up and on the roads is fairly minimal at that point. I mean, by the time we get to 630, 645, yeah, I mean, cutting the hills is going to be terrible, and the Lachlan's going to be terrible, and all that kind of stuff. But at, at, at you know, 5, 545 in the morning, I think, I think it was one of the first one that we did. It was 545 a.m. Nothing going on. And I just, I called up to our director without really thinking much. I'm like, hey, man, I, I got nothing. I literally have nothing to talk about. Just play, just play some music or something. <laughs> And I'm going to kind of dance around while I do the traffic. That's that's quite literally as much forethought as, as went into the creation of Dance Party Friday. That's it. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And like, All right. Whatever. Good, at the time, we, we still had a, a pretty great music library that we were allowed to use on the air because we were still Clear Channel at the time. And so we had we had access to the, that that stuff, to that music library, and we could use it. And, the, you know, the, the music rights weren't an issue and all that kind of stuff. And that 
that's a whole different conversation because that's why we don't put any of that music on the air anymore because we don't have the rights to put it on the air anymore. Yeah. Because uh, people ask me all the time, why don't you do Dance Party Friday anymore? I'm like, well, we can't. I can't put that stuff on the air anymore. Um, but anyway, and so I did it. I didn't, I didn't think about doing it again. I didn't think it was going to be a thing. I just thought, well, that was a goofy little moment we had, and that was fun, and off we go. And like over the next couple of weeks, hey, why don't I get emails? Why are you doing that dancing thing anymore? I'm like, wait, really? Because I, it's not like I've got really effective moves. Um, but that's kind of where that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And then, uh, and then what? The frozen? Was it frozen? Yeah. At, at some at some point <laughs> in the great pantheon of Dance Party Friday, uh, I decided to. I just started to decide to start writing like some song parodies. Yes. Um, which are always, they're always funny. Like, song parodies will never not be funny to me. As a kid who grew up on Weird, Weird Al. Weird uh, Preach. Our yeah. friend Jimmy Pardo says they're the easiest thing in the world to do, and he's dead wrong. I, I love he's dead wrong. It's, it's, as someone once said, I, I think it was, I used to credit to Bono, but I don't think it was him. It's easy to write a song, it's hard to write a good song. And the same thing works for parody songs. You can come up with a funny line in your head, but to really build a parody song uh-huh. that makes sense, to do a whole, that has a yes. theme that's about something. Yeah. Because I used to write it for the Burbank show, and they're hard. Especially and, if you yeah. want to try to get like the song cadence exactly, exactly. right and stick yeah, to yeah. the same syllables and yeah. all that. Yeah. That's that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. Anybody can you know take a word and sort of change the word up and how you'd really say it in order to make it fit. Yeah. But yeah. to do it so it flows like the song really flows, I could take a little more massaging, a little more time. Yes. But have you ever heard a parody and got to the second verse and been like, yeah, I'm I'm still into this? Or it always gets old so well, quick. A lot At of first it's like, well, super super catchy, super clever, and Weird then it's out. like, exactly. that's it. You're like, I'm done. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I get most, it. Most radio stations, I used to write of prep for radio stations yeah. and do parody songs, and they would only want uh, a verse and a chorus. Yeah. And I'm like, great, thanks. I'll, yeah. Verse, chorus, I'll take my yeah. 50 bucks, thank you. Right. Second but, verse, uh, no. You don't need it. Yeah, but Gary See would... Is the first. To Gary's credit, <laughs> Gary would do the whole song, which yeah. made it really hard to write for him. He was very picky. And the nice thing about Gary was, he didn't know anything before 1972. <laughs> so I sent him an ABBA song once, and he got so mad. And then later he read it and goes, oh, this is really funny. We should record it. And Rob and uh, Duke are like, it's too late. We have to go on the air. And it was never recorded. So. <laughs> See? We're doing it live. Yeah, so doing let's it go. Like, Pull those lyrics up. Let's go. i got to find I'll Q102 do myself. Q102 used to do them all the time when I was a kid. And I would, yeah. I would do the old tape recorder sure. to, oh, the, yeah. to the Swing radio. Over yeah. the speaker. Oh, my gosh. They did. Oh, yeah. I can still remember some of them. Yeah. They were so fun. The yeah. very first one I ever did. I did Traffic Man instead of Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, nice. Ah, there you go. By Elton John. Um, and I'm, to this day, I'm still very proud of that one from a performance. Oh, i got to find that. <laughs> well, because I, I came, I came oh, out and we had, it was a lot of those we would pre-record them, you know, and kind of make sort of music video style. Yeah. Literally, I did it live. I did it live. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I just I just sort of started singing on, on, on TV, which when you think about it is so completely ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> which when you think about it is so completely ridiculous. I brought in I brought in this keyboard and I can't play the keyboard. And so I'm I'm pretending to play the keyboard as I'm singing Traffic Man to That's so great to though. Rocket Man. I mean like yeah. it's and, exactly what the news needs. Yeah, why does it doesn't <laughs> have to be all because that's all it is. That's yeah. how it feels. It feels like the news is always gloom and doom, whether it's politics or guns or school shootings right. or whatever it is there's just there's not enough like re- relief and i think just it's, a moment to take a breath a and bit. it's magnified yeah. by spending all day on facebook and twitter like mm-hmm. you know it used to be that i think you could stomach it more because the news was on like 
three times a day. Like you would probably watch it once a day, even even if it was on three times a day. Right. So that was your daily dose of like reality. Yeah. You know. Now you get it twenty four seven. So well, we're I on, welcome it. We're on now. We hit the air at four twenty five. I talk till ten o'clock. We go five and a half hours straight in the morning now, which is a long a long time. Yes. <laughs> um, but but I think you're right, and I think the thing that I've benefited from the most is I've I've had news directors and I've worked at a place who have led us, especially in the morning. Now, you have to afternoon, you know, early evening stuff, you know, like there's not as much time. There's not as much opportunity. That's that's right. You got to button it up a little bit. Um, But to sort of experiment with those things where I would never have gotten the opportunity to do that in another day part. It just wouldn't have have happened. Well, it makes sense, too, because... It's a it's the kind of thing you want to start your day with, right? It puts you 100%. in the right mood for the rest of the day. Yep. Whereas the the end of the day is when you need news like what happened while yeah. I was working. But you know, the kind of stuff we're talking about is get you in a good mood yeah. for on your way to work or to you know and, yeah. and what if you played the keyboard while you told the dead baby story? <laughs> you know, would that get You don't want to do that. <laughs> that. You don't want to do that. But you know, it's interesting to all the times I've had somebody come up and talk to me about something we did, you know, in a newscast. It's never been, I really like the way you guys delivered that story on a convenience store that was robbed, that yeah. the car that was stolen. Well, you know, one, one, one of those kind of stories. I right. just made air quotes. You couldn't see that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's always one of those sort of genuine moments. Those are the things that I, I think have an effect on people. Yes. Because you... If all you do is that negative stuff all the time, and, and, and we talk about it a lot because it is it is difficult. And you do have people come in who say, that hard news. That's what that's that's what that's what the people want. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced of that fact. They, I think when you go out and you you give someone a survey and say when you watch news, what do you want? I think the people are gonna answer that differently than if you're talking to them about what they want face to face. Sure. They're gonna the, the, the feel of what they want is is different. I've, I've told people lately, it's funny, in the last couple of days I've had this conversation about about what we do and when we do it on the air. And I, I try to tell myself, because I think I'd go crazy if I didn't, that the reason you hear more bad stuff on the news than good stuff is that bad stuff is still, even though we're, we're inundated with it now, that the bad is still the unusual. That there's really more good, at least in our everyday lives, in our everyday lives, the way we live, then there then there is bad. So because the bad is still the outlier, that's what you talk about. That's what that's the news. You know, being nice to your neighbor, you know what I mean. Looking out for a buddy, sure. You, you just do that because right. that's that's what people. That's what I hope anyway that people right. do. That's what I try to tell myself. But there there are some news blocks where we get to the end. And I just want to put my head down because you're like. Why? Why would you hurt that kid? Why? How did you know? Yes, there are really, really awful blocks of news, just awful, awful things. Wow. Well, maybe you should actually brand that and just let people know. Hey, this is going to be the most depressing <laughs> segment. We're going to like picture and picture on the side with a clown what, juggling or something. How would people view a newscast that was branded as like positive? You know what I mean? Oh, like, news. yeah, yeah. Good news. It depends. <laughs> it depends on. I guess it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, there are some people that will tell you we've tried that. It doesn't work. I don't know because I've never. I've never tried a news, newscast that was just that. And I think it also depends on what 
time of day you're you're doing this. Yes. Because all you have to do is look and see what what the networks do on the Today Show or Good Morning America or you, those kinds of things. You get later in the morning where people aren't necessarily tuning in just to get quote unquote their news of the day. They want that, but they also want. I mean. They do. They have concert series in the summer on on those programs. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because yes. people are looking for a little bit of something else to go along with it. It's yeah. just it's a spoonful yeah. of sugar kind of thing, right? Right. Or even if like the the late night shows, you got Jimmy Fallon. He's trying to be all happy and bubbly. Well, he's what third or fourth in the ratings now because Colbert and uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel. Those guys are getting political and putting more emotion into their. Uh, their shows, they're the ones that people are watching. Yeah, so maybe it's a human thing. People that, like awful stuff because, like, all those murder shows that are on in the afternoon. They on, do. Uh, and uh, they there's a, a murder, especially thing involving, a, like, a couple. My wife is Facebook stalking people and looking up. She's the second best internet detective in the room. <laughs> I'm the best internet detective in the room. She'll disagree. But, yeah, she's look, she always looks up all that stuff and wants to know what's going on with these people. And so there's a curiosity, I think. Like you said, being nice to your neighbor... That's just commonplace, but the, I guess a murder story, it's just because it doesn't happen very often. It's right. very unusual, and people right. don't know why it happens. But it goes back to also who is delivering it to you, right? Yeah. Because yeah. people can get the same story from how many different sources. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had this, I've had this, not argument, but I've had this opinion when it comes to radio. You know, people always talk about radio being sort of a dying medium, and I think what shocks me is that the local stations in any market really, but I speak specifically to Cincinnati don't embrace more local content because, you know, anybody that can wants to hear a song can hear it from iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else. So if you're going to play those songs, you should also have people who can deliver content specific to the, to the audience that's listening versus like a national program that can't do that. I mean, that's your only point of differentiation. I agree 100%. And and I think it's funny because it's sort of a two-pronged attack you both just said. It's the people who are delivering it, and it's also the number of formats in which you can get stuff. Because anymore, if it's, ju- if it's just about the information, and that's all it's about, and I'm pulling something out of my pocket that you can't see. I, lo- I lose to this almost every time because people don't have to wait for me to be on TV. They can just pull out their phone. Right. Hopefully they're opening their local 12 app. Um, <laughs> but there's, do you, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, there, there's, there's a billion different. So if, if the information is the only thing, then it's awfully tough in that medium to win. Right. I'll, I'll give you a great example. We had the the other day. We were doing a story on. I think it was an earthquake. No, 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 no. It was the. Um, it was a bridge in Italy that had collapsed. Yeah, if you guys remember. Yes. Yep. And so when we first, you know, breaking news, top of a block coming out of a commercial, we had just gotten a little information about it. All we had was a map. Right. We didn't have pictures yet. We didn't have pictures we could put on TV. And all I could think to myself when we got to the next commercial break was, anybody who wants to see that isn't waiting for us. Yeah. They're on Twitter. They yeah. already found it. Yep. Yeah. And it's just because it's a different thing. But so you got to work to the strength of your medium. And to me, the strength of the medium is always going to be the people who are, who are giving it to you. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to be at a place where I've got, when you look at the people that I work with, I just, I work with some phenomenal people who have been in this market for a very long time and who understand this mm-hmm. place and live in this place and have for a long time. It's pretty stellar. I think, you know, cause I get to do morning shows and stuff like that when I'm out on the road, you know, 
I all the stations around here. I mean, they're chock full of people that are likable, and you see them out in the community being active, doing stuff. I mean, I don't know how many people have you know, like I've gone somewhere and or I've hosted an event, and they're like, "Oh, we had Bob Herzog here last year," you know, and uh, or you know, your children's theater roles and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, is that something that you enjoy doing, and do you feel it comes with your job or um, you know, are you trying to, to put yourself out there? So yeah, not, not that it's like a, uh, like a plan of yours, you know what I mean? But, right. but it certainly helps, you know, when you're competing against other people delivering similar information to, to have people go, that's the guy I want to hear. Tell me, I think it's, I think it's advantageous to what, to what I do to be out in the community, but that's not why I try to get out and do things. Uh, part of it is I'm, I'm not from here. This is this is right. where I'm from. And where'd you go to high school? Uh, Oak Hills. <laughs> what up, Highlanders? Um, <laughs> I'll sing the fight song if you really want me to. Um, but so one of the things about doing the job that I've loved is I've come to find out. You know, we talk about all the bad stuff, but I've come to find out just how many people there are in our community who genuinely are good people, really, really trying to do good things. So I who I wouldn't have known about, who maybe we don't do a story about, but they shoot me an email and say, hey, we're having a fundraiser. And can you come out and help MC or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so I like doing that because one, it sort of uh, restores your faith in humanity a little bit, right? Because For you, sure. you find out, that, look at it, look what this guy's doing. You know, yeah. look, look what the, I've never even heard of this group before. And he's raising money for ovarian cancer research or whatever and and that's the event that i hosted <laughs> yeah. was it the backyard barbecue yes oh, like two weeks ago oh, that's man, exactly what i'm talking they're about they're awesome it was amazing you, you were about five minutes ex- from my house that's by the way, exactly that's exactly what i was referring to that's um, so funny but there there are just there are great things like that yes and, and it's i think it's i think it's good for anybody to get involved with that kind of stuff you know it just hap- so happens for me that i because of the job that I have, I get to find out about a lot of these things that I wouldn't necessarily know about otherwise. Right. Um, and so it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's a plan. I mean, I didn't mean to mean, no, I didn't no, mean no, to imply no, no, it was I calculated because you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't take a role in a children's theater production. I might. To get the, to get, <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, to get the same effect as like taking a selfie with someone at Taste of Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Like sure. yeah. they kind of do the same thing in terms of like, oh, he's out in public, but right. that's dedication. I mean, that's, that's requiring a lot of time and. And it's, and, and there are, there are certain things that are, maybe it's a station sponsored event where we're the media sponsor. Um, still worthwhile events where that might be something you'd think of more of a job obligation. Yeah. You know, because they personal appearance, your contract, cur, cur, yeah. you know, but the great majority of the things I do aren't necessarily that. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's the backyard thing. It's, yeah. you know, somebody who's just trying to raise a few bucks or maybe it's somebody who had some really, really unfortunate thing happen in their family and they've got, some things going on. Now I do, you know, for big organizations too. I mean, I do a lot with the free store food bank cause I think they're incredible and I think they do incredible things for our community. So it's, it's nice to be involved with that stuff. Now I'm sure you have probably have had to handle this worse than me. Uh, when, when those type of, when they, when you're seen out hosting those events, yeah, the requests just double and triple. And how do you, how do you deal with that? Because you can't do can't them, do them all. all. You can't do them all. I am horrible at, at saying, saying no, <laughs> I am, and it's it's funny on my on my Google calendar. My my wife has up at the top of each day because you know we both can control the calendar. It says, "Don't overbook yourself," <laughs> because there's something about 
you know, people who do fundraising know well. There's something about you get into about late late August, about now, through or maybe maybe in the September a little bit, but in that window from there till about the week before Thanksgiving, like everybody has an event. Yeah. Like everything. It's the same thing in spring, maybe mid March until say mid May. And that just seems to be when all this stuff happens. And so you get all this stuff. And I and I like to I like to you know, if people think I can help and I don't I don't know that I can help, but if you think I can help, I have difficulty telling them telling them no. Um so that's <laughs> it that's gets something. easier. It is a <laughs> I mean we get hit up yeah. easily five, six times a week for silent auctions. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm, like, yeah, you I'm all do. about you know, throwing some shirts here and there, but after a while it, it is exhausting. It's like Oh, can we think of something else, some other way? That we We're going to outfit the whole city one <laughs> yeah. silent auction at a time. Yeah, but but it is it's it's very nice to be invited to things like that. Sure. But but sometimes it can be it, it it just it's just too much. As we sit here asking him to come talk to us for <laughs> an hour right after he gets off the air for five hours. My my favorite though is my I, I love telling this story. I can't remember what the event was, but you know, and you've done enough of them. Do you guys know? You go, you go, sometimes people are really, it's buttoned up and you've got a script and every bullet point is exactly laid out and really organized. And that's great. That's, that's, that's great too. But I'm, I, I like to fly by the seat of my pants yeah. a little bit. My favorite, my favorite event I ever did is I went up and they handed me the, the, the paper, right? With the rundown. And literally the first bullet point, all it said was, Bob says unscripted words. I'm like, yes, sir. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Here in the corner, too. Here we, here we go. We have a keyboard back there. <laughs> oh man. But I like that stuff. I do. I like. And like I said, I'm, I'm from here, and I think that probably helps. Were you a performer in high school? Not, not crazy. Um, I tell people probably the moment that all this started that led me to this point, not in a very direct way necessarily, but um, in some sense, is when I was cast as speaker number one in my third grade Christmas play. It's a very important role. Pivotal. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm, that wassail sure was good. Literally my opening line. <laughs> but I, I always remember that because I was... <laughs> it is funny how you remember lines. I, I, I do, I do. I remember standing up there. Mrs. Smith was my music teacher. I think I was the only boy maybe who could read well at that point. So like, her song, her song would do it. Um, That's where it all began. But, yeah. but I tell people, I was a shy kid. I was a freakishly shy, like 12 years old, wouldn't answer the telephone if the house went away. I mean, now I don't answer the home phone because who, <laughs> yeah. who answers their home phone yeah. at this point? Um, <laughs> nobody does. Phone? <laughs> yeah. Who was calling me? Why would you even call? Um, but back then I was, I was that kid. And, but in third grade, Christmas play, I'm standing up and I did this thing and I'm like, wow, that you was, got a taste. that was, yeah, man, the bug, the bug, he got me right then. And, and since then, I just, I've always enjoyed telling stories. I did my sixth grade musical. My favorite story about that was, you know, girls tend to grow faster than boys. And the girl I had to dance with about two feet taller than me. Uh, my dear friend, Mary Stone, God love her. Um, I did a, I, I did a stand-up comedy routine Good in a talent you. show in the ninth grade. Is that nice, is that video nice. exists somewhere? Oh, it exists. Oh, oh come on. It, it, oh. It, it, it has to have that. Exclusive. In video eight format somewhere. Oh. That, that thing, still, we have that have thing that. still exists. We never got Marzullo getting beat up by, by Butterbean. Yeah. Butter but we got to get... What? We got to oh, get yeah, you... Yeah. Uh, get to the whole episode, man. You yeah. got beat up by Butterbean? Yeah. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, I yeah. missed that. Listeners, go back and go back and cherry pick the archives. Uh, it's in there. Yeah, that's, that's so solid. we haven't found that video, but we got to find your video. Of, uh, yeah, we your need first, something. We need some kind of exclusive. All I did was steal from everybody. 
I was into West. Steve. I was way into Stephen Wright at the time. That's my yeah, yeah. comedy started. Well, that's sure. how you, you think comedy is, though, growing up. You're like, yeah, I just can't wait to yeah, tell, tell tell all of his yeah. jokes. You're yeah. Comedy. Yeah. And it used to be that, right? Well, back, in the, back in vaudeville, in the, that was it. You just did other people's stuff, and it was accepted. Other it was bits. until the 50s or yeah. 60s that yeah. it started to turn, and people started to kind of frown upon that. My son so. wants, to, wants me to start him a YouTube channel. I was like, well, give me some ideas. And he's uh-huh. like, well, you know, put me in a bathtub and pour jelly beans on my head. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That's what Guava Juice did. Yeah. You know, he, I was like, he, he already did that. Let's fi- fix up, you know, show me something original. Let's get Your some thoughts going. That's <laughs> what I, uh, I tried to tell him. I was like, no, you can't do that. My daughter's doing animations now, inspired by the style of others, but it's her own stuff. It's stories yeah. from her life that she animates. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're really good. These kids that's, today, oh man, right? It's Everybody's insane. got their stuff. Oh, yeah. it's a, that's what we were talking about, man. I, it's everywhere. I always am amazed when people are like, "Are you watching the new show? Whatever new show?" I'm like, "Where? Where is that show? Uh, it's yeah. Netflix. Yeah. It's Hulu. It's Amazon Prime. It's what?" I'm like, "How many places are there to find <laughs> stuff? Yeah. There's so much it's, stuff you could never consume at all. No, no, it's, it's There's crazy. There's so much." But look at but look at you, man! You're saying on yet, uh, Nick Lachey's morning yeah. show, yeah, <laughs> national yeah. TV what was that VH1? Yeah, yeah, I got to go to New York and do that whole deal, so that was that was fun. But that and that came really because of one of the uh, one of the parodies. Yeah, I think uh, it was the Frozen. I think it was the Frozen thing, and and their producer called and <laughs> and they said, "Can you do one of a '98?" Degrees song. Can you do a parody of a 98 Degrees song as sort of a, you know, to, yeah. to show Nick, to, to earn it, right? To earn yeah. it. He loved that. And so, <laughs> and so we did, we did an ode to the work they were doing out on 32 by Eastgate Mall. Yeah. Yeah. And I got, I got Clements out there with me. As as the well, as the bad boy I'm in the sure video, he had to twist his arm to be oh, on camera. Dude, he was he was sleepless. sleepless. Of course, gone. he's sleepless. Gone. sleepless. He's always sleepless. <laughs> but he was out there. John Gum was out there with me, and uh, Eric Gerhardt come out. We got we got Drew Lachey to actually make an appearance in our video. Oh wow, <laughs> which was great. That's awesome. But yeah, next thing I know, I'm I'm on I'm on Nick Lachey's show singing with him. <laughs> like what? It's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's perfect. It's I mean, I'm a sap for that stuff, but you know, someone who being someone who's from here, like it's great to inspire like kids in this community to be like, look, here are people who grew up here, stayed here, yeah. and are making it here. Yeah. I think that's very important for this city. And don't you think that's changed a lot really within the last Ten years in terms of the the number of of things that quote unquote creative folks can yes. do in this town and it's make a, a living doing in this to, town. It goes right back to what we were just talking about with the technology of you know PF's daughter making animation. Right. You know I can do more with my iPhone in terms of photo, video, yep. editing, yep. social media, anything. I can do more than I could with. You know, a laptop or a desktop computer yep. 15 years ago. Yep. Like, you can go into Best Buy and get a camera that records in 4K yep. and, and get editing software on your MacBook Pro to put it together. And, you and can, it looks like you made it in Hollywood. You yeah. couldn't do that before. I say, have so, you seen these things you can put on your iPhone now it's, that works practically like a Steadicam? And you're, yes. I mean, and, yes. And, and it's yeah, a yeah. handheld yes. yeah. a handheld deal. Well, look at the movie. I mean, look at the movies they're filming here. I oh. remember, remember when we were growing up, 
Rain Man Rain and Man. Milk Money. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the skateboarding <laughs> movie. Melanie Griffith. Uh, what was the skateboarding movie called? Uh, wait. Airborne? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yes. That was it. Those were like huge deals that, oh, they, I know. that they were anywhere near here. And I'm still and angry that in Airborne, they said they were skateboarding down Devil's Backbone. No, they weren't. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I live near yeah. Devil's Backbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was not Devil's Backbone. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, those were But, those were but now moments. it's like, who's in town? Yeah. Like, it's every day. Yep. Because, you know, they yep. can do that here. Yeah. Well, years ago, a lady wanted to make a, a have a, an actual studio where the casino is now, where they were going to put the baseball stadium. Really? They were going to build a studio, and they laughed at her. They say, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. And now everybody comes everybody, here. To so the idea was, yeah. if you needed a soundstage to do interiors, sure. and they have this in Atlanta now, too. All Atlanta the Stranger Things films interiors up. in Atlanta, and they do exteriors around the city. But yeah. And before like, that, it was Wilmington, North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty remarkable. By the way, I, I get to play the role of reporter in Point Blank that's currently. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. I get, I get Scoop. Like, I get like a line. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. That'll be that'll be fun. So you said you started in radio. Yeah. So, but you didn't go to. When did you go to college? Where'd you go to college? Oh, that's a that's a that's a long path there. Uh, I, I started pre med at Xavier University. Oh, wow. uh, my my dad, God rest his soul, my dad was a doc, and uh, I was always very fortunate. I did pretty well in school, and I think it was one of those things where everybody just assumed that I was going to be the doctor that I would. You know, going to follow in dad's footsteps and whatnot. And I could see it. I thought sure. I was. I, I thought I was going to. And Doctor Bob. Yeah. Um, okay. And started out that way. And I tell everybody I was. I was quite literally sitting in organic chemistry class one day. <laughs> and uh, it's not that I was. I was you know, failing out of school or anything. I was doing fine. And but I'm sitting there and I just remember going, <clears throat> I I'm not supposed to be here. This is not. This is not my deal. This is not why I'm I'm on this planet right now to do. To do this, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Yeah, but it, I, I, I sort of knew that 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 wasn't it. Um, and so that was probably say my first semester of my junior year, maybe at Xavier. Oh, that far. So yeah. I was that deep. I <laughs> wow. was that. I was I think, that, I, think oh I had that conversation with myself on the second day of. <laughs> <laughs> what was your What was your major at the beginning? Uh, computer science. There you go. Heck yeah! And then I switched to uh, English and creative writing. Nice. And uh, dropped out. Started working for Procter and Gamble in the information systems department. But then I, but then that transitioned to, this, to something else. And it all, I'm sitting in the cubicle uh, at P and G, thinking this isn't what this I'm isn't it either. Yeah. yeah, I just when I sort of walked out of class that day and sort of had that moment. I just because we were getting ready. I remember we were getting ready to schedule for the next semester. You know, you're sort of looking ahead to the spring semester, and I just signed up quite literally for any class that would let me talk. Just as sort of ridiculous as that sounds, just anything where I could talk, and, you know, whether it's a speech class or oral communication class or an acting class. God bless Kathy Springfield over at Xavier. Um, and I just signed up for all of this stuff. And I'm in it for, you know, I'm two weeks into the next semester. I'm like, okay, this is, this is, what, I'm not, this is what I'm supposed to do, but what do I do? And what did the parents say when you brought that news to them? I was terrified of telling dad. Wasn't worried about telling mom. But was terrified of telling dad. That's so funny. Um, not because you know, dad's not a yeller or anything like that. I just I was I was going to disappoint him. Yeah, and I would I would rather have had my dad yell at me than disappoint him. Like that was the last thing like in the universe yeah. I wanted yes. to do was disappoint my dad. And uh, and he just kind of looked at me like, well, well, what are you what are you going to do? 
And what's my response? I'm going to be a storyteller. Like, I've got no... I'm going to sing on TV, Dan. I've got, no, songs I've got no good comeback for that. You know, I didn't... You just start dancing, delivering check, the news. Check this out, Dad. Dad, you got a keyboard? <laughs> but, you know, and because I didn't even have the response of, sure. I'm going to be a news anchor. Because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that in that, you know, in that moment. And so I think it wasn't that he was disappointed. He was concerned. He didn't know, yeah. you know, what am I going to do? And so that, that summer between my junior and senior year... You know, I'm walking through the communications building, meeting all the new advisors and whatnot that I have now because I switched to, uh, what was it, communications electronic media. I think was, that's what my degree, with a minor in natural sciences <laughs> because of all the pre-med stuff. But, um, so that's what my, my degree ended up being in. But I can remember being in the building. They had that, you know, pegboard with internship opportunities. Yeah. And I, and I grabbed one and I called and I ended up that summer interning at a little, it, it's 11.60 on the dial. I don't even know what their format is now. WBOB. Oh, Thanks, Lance McAllister, for putting that together. Uh, yeah. Go back and 11.60 WBOB. Turn your knob to Bob. Knob to Bob. Kismet, fate, I end up at Bob, which at the time that I was there, the format was literally Northern Kentucky sports. Like, not all sports, yeah. just 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 <laughs> Northern Kentucky. That's like Those are the only sports we're going to talk about. So that was back when, again, we didn't have all these devices and all these things. So I was literally ripping AP wire. You know what I mean, and taking yeah. it to taking it to whoever was going to read the news that day, and getting coffee, and doing all the doing all the stuff you do as an intern. And I started there, and I came in one day, and the main guy was out. I remember that the main guy in the morning was out. Whoever the main guy was, I can't remember. And the afternoon guy, whose name was Joe Speed, at least that was his radio name. I don't know what his if I don't know what his real name so, was. Well, what year is this? Because I this is ninety five. Okay, ish. So. That so it worked out that way that area. That, yeah. back then. Yeah. Okay. So I get in one morning to do my thing, and Joe Speed's like, Herzog, do you get here, you know, this time every morning? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. And, and you ever been on the air before? No. Today you're my news guy. That's it. That literally, that literally is how my, my broadcast <laughs> career, quote unquote, began. And I, that was it. And that led to and eventually getting hired there. And then I became... <laughs> They had a sister station in Dry Ridge, Mix 106.5, which is now, I think, 106.7. I think they moved up the dial a little bit. But anyway, country station. I think my next door neighbor owns that station. Get out of Dodge! Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I love He it. owns a country. It's like an old country yeah, radio I, station in Dry Ridge. That's it. Because like right? now it's classic country. Yeah, they, got, they got country and western. <laughs> right? there, there, you go. Yeah. there you go. Um, but... And so when I got this job, they then wanted the news person for both 1160 and Mix 106.5 to do the stuff out of Dry Ridge. At the time, I was in Florence. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, they offered me the job because I became their news director. Wow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 22 or 21. I don't know. I know absolutely nothing about anything in the world. But I still have I still have a business card that says Mix 106.5, Bob Herzog, news director. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Hilarious, right? Um, <laughs> so that's your dad? And so that's <laughs> And I am a news director now. You faxed this to you. It's you, 1995. You may have heard. But so I started, I started doing for, for both stations, you know what I mean? During like top and bottom of the hour, I'd come on and do the news, the news bit or whatever. And they had some fun stories out of that time. That was because I was still in school. And so I was going and doing that morning shift before I would go to school all day. And by that time, when I was done, I'm, I'm in a play that night at Xavier or whatever, so I'm in rehearsal. 
you know, you're 20-something years old. You don't care. I was I was doing stuff that I like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had all the energy in the world. I'm not sleeping ever. Right. I didn't live on campus. I'm living. I'm, I'm in mom and dad's basement. God, I'm living. The, I'm living the dream, man. I know this story I'm, too. I'm, well. I'm just. I'm, I'm, yeah. li- I'm living the dream. But so one of my. I got to tell you one of my, one of my favorite. One of my favorite moments. I'm. I'm still at the Florence location, but I'm doing. Like I said, I'm doing newscasts for both stations, right? And so I get there one day, and nobody's there. Nobody's in the building. I'm the only one there, and it's locked. And the studio door is locked. And so I call down to the country station down to Ridge, and I'm like, "Hey, I I can't get in." I can't get in the studio. And they, they literally gave me a, you're on in five minutes, figure it out. I'm like, oh, I, I, there's a drop ceiling. I went full, I went full Bruce Willis. I popped the ceiling tiles out and I, I, I army crawl above the thing and I dropped down into the studio. About 30 seconds before I hit the air. That's amazing. It was awesome. Yep. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, I was getting like a Michael J. Fox, Secret of My Success kind of vibe. Strong. Too. Like, Strong uh, reference. Yeah, that's a I great love reference. That. I love that sure. movie. Changing in the uh, the elevator. Yeah. In the mailroom. <laughs> Flexing yeah, it out. Trying to get tie on. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that wow. was, but but I but I so, so that's sort of my my radio my radio deal, and and I worked out of the the country station for a while, and um, eventually that led to a job at a place called Traffic Watch, which isn't around anymore. Oh, um, I, yeah. But basically, we did traffic for all the stations in town that John yeah. Phillips didn't. Yep. You know, back in the day. Um, Helicopter traffic. Yeah. Yep. So he's up in the chopper. We're just yeah. we're sitting at the top of the crew tower. Um, Doing the other stations, so yeah. Didn't that, didn't that doesn't that seem like a million years ago that someone was yeah. given traffic reports from a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like Les Nessman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start your own traffic company. Hey, let's go out and scope traffic every morning. <laughs> it and was sell it. It was crazy, um, <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was it was a fun time. I'll give you one other quick radio story. So, like '96 or whatever, and so I'm down at the country station, and. Garth Brooks comes to town, right? So as big as Garth Brooks still is, then, like mid-90s, like there was oh, yeah. no one on planet Earth who was bigger than Garth Brooks. Yeah, it was his yeah, first yeah. time here. Yeah. And he sold out like five days in a row or something. Yes. Yeah. And so I every, <laughs> every, I was too. Yeah. So every country radio GM in town got to meet Garth Brooks. Well, I don't, I don't know this. You know, I had never even met the general manager down at my station because I was there so early in the morning and I was going to school and so whatever. So I get in one morning and you know they, they play my little sound effect before I'm going to do the news. <laughs> and instead of just that, all of a sudden, I hear Garth Brooks say, hey, this is Garth Brooks. When I'm in northern Kentucky, I get my news from Bob Herzog on Mix 106.5. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. And so I do I do my, my news thing. And DJ comes on at the end. He's like, hey, man, did you like that little message from Garth? I'm like, that was awesome. You know, we're still on the air. We're still ban- you know, we're bantering. He's like, you want to hear what that sounded like the first time he said it? I'm like, dude, don't. <laughs> please, please don't do this to me. Hits the first a bu- take. Hits a button again. Hey, it's Garth Brooks. When I'm in Northern Kentucky, I get my news from Bob. What the hell's his last name? <laughs> I'm like, the dream just died. You just killed. You just killed. You just killed the dream. That's hilarious. Oh man. But so it's good to be here in. <laughs> 
Cincinnati. That's <laughs> so funny. But yeah, no, I did the traffic watch thing for a while. Um, but that was, you, you talk about your cubicle at P&G. Well, that was kind of, kind of my cubicle. I, I, I sort of like being down at the country station because you're you know, kind of with some people and, you know, whatever. Uh, but for traffic watch, you were just sort of in a booth and you just had a series of buttons in front of you and you waited for your next radio hit. And that, that's kind of all you, that's all there was to that. So it was, you know, a little monotonous or whatever. And so I ended up kind of like when I would eventually see the cattle call for um, WB64, there was a company called ArtReach that was a touring children's theater company. So I went and auditioned for that and for like a year and a half. For what role? Uh, my first year, because we did two. We did one for like elementary school kids and we did one for middle school kids. First year I was, um, I was Brom Bones and I got to wear the Headless Horseman costume in, in Sleepy Hollow, right? Um, we did that for little kids. And then I was... Sounds like a good kid's play. Yeah. We did <laughs> We did Red Badge of Courage Holy for God. the middle school kids. That was a rough sell Whoa. to the middle schoolers. Um, but I did that. I did that for like a year, uh, a year and a half, because the next season I was King Arthur in Sword and Stone. And then we did this one called Shake Hands with Shakespeare, which was like excerpts, excerpts from uh, different Shakespeare plays. But uh, what's your dream role? Oh, jeez! <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Children's Theater's been awfully kind to of me. I'm, I've gotten to be Gaston for Beauty and the Beast. I've gotten to be Genie oh, wow. from Aladdin. So I've, I've done I've done some fun stuff with them for sure. Uh, what about karaoke? What's you go to karaoke night? You got to bring the house down. What's your go-to song? I haven't I haven't done karaoke in a long time. I just, I would do some. I would pull out some Garth Brooks. I'll go Garth on you. Never go up and do American Pie because you're up there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, like, or just uh, don't, Paradise don't. by the Dashboard Light is yeah. another one that I like, got stuck doing that once on vacation. It. Yeah, it goes <laughs> it goes on a ways. It goes on. But Huey Lewis is my favorite. Huey, not necessarily karaoke, but just just life in general. Huey's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Which Huey Lewis song do you go to? If this is it. Power yeah. love, power me ass, or back in time maybe. Guy at my church stands Huey Lewis so much so. Yeah. In high school, he started following him, and now he like knows the band. And when they're in the region, he goes to the shows for hangs out backstage. What's his name? Uh, Don. Don, I know Don. You know Don because Don helped make sure that I once got an interview with Huey Lewis. Oh, there's a doubt. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a great Huey Lewis story that I can't share on this podcast. Oh, we'll have to man. wait until after. Yeah. We'll stop recording and then we'll talk. Since about he shirts after hours. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Huey All Lewis right. in the news. There you go. He's. I'll tell you what. You heard about he's like he he's got he's not deaf, but he's got something going. He can't perform anymore. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now. Awful. Taking time off. Yeah, they're hoping yeah. they're hoping it can get better. Whatever, whatever it is. Tinnitus is that it? Tinnitus. Yeah. But do we need think? another Huey Lewis performance? <coughs> yes. Does anybody? Yes, we do. You? Okay. Yes. I didn't know. I'm, yes, that's we I'm do. All of them. We need all of them. <laughs> I mean, the the nostalgia, nostalgia tours are all the rage, but it's yeah, interesting. I have it. We've gotten to like '90s nostalgia now. Like we made yeah, the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's depressing. Yeah, because we got <laughs> because we got we, we ran through the '80s stuff. Now, oh my, are we yeah. out, are we have time? No, no, no. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, I saw Radiohead uh, about a month ago, and uh, you know, enjoyed the show and whatnot. But I was like looking around, I was like, "Man, everyone's old." It's like, "What's going on here?" And I asked my buddy I went with. I was like, "Did we just see a nostalgia band?" <laughs> He's like, "Yes, yeah, we did. Kind of did." I was like, "Dang it! Yeah. What are you talking about?" I was like, "Yeah, but the last album that I really followed by them was probably 2005." Yeah. Um. So so that was that was uh, an awakening right there. 
See, the thing that's really horrible for me, like when you say 2005, like there's no way in my head 2005 was 13 years ago. Oh, I know. Like there's no way. That's when we started. Like 2005 was yesterday. Like there's, you know, it just doesn't seem like that, that that's that old. Yeah. I know. I talk to, you know, I'll get these young comics that want, you know, how do I get road work and stuff like that? You know, what did you do to get road work? And I start to tell the story and I'm like, how long ago was this? I sent VHS tapes. <laughs> well, tried to convince them to watch it. I'm probably older than all y'all, but so is it? Do you guys the same? Like for, the, for me, the '80s when I was in high school and college, yeah. distinct years I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Once we get to like '92 when I got married, it just becomes a bigger a blur. Bigger blur. '97, my one daughter's born. 2000-ish, I work at the airport. But yeah, that's, I don't, they're not, there's the, is that happening to yeah. you guys? A little bit. I think, oh, you, yeah. tie, I yeah. think you tie stuff to memories. Like, I know that yeah, yeah. Garth Brooks show was like 94 or somewhere in there because yeah. yep. I remember I took my high school sweetheart to the to the concert yeah. and I didn't think I was going to get to go, but then they added on more shows and I was uh-huh. able to go. So that's why I can tie certain things to certain years because I remember like what I was doing when I was there or, or what I was into when I was there. Yeah. Michael Jackson Thriller, 1984. Right. Top Gun, 86. Yep. But yeah. Pretty intense. 2003. Yeah. My son's seven. Yeah, exactly. We're we're trying. This is just yesterday. My wife and I are trying to think of movies that we should introduce him to that we loved. And then I was like, what what came out when I was seven? And so I went back and I was like, you know, movies from 1984. (laughs) The Apple Dumpling Gang. What? It's just a bunch of... Uh, silent movies. <laughs> Buster Keaton. It is, especially pop culture stuff that's like that. Like, I can go from anywhere early 80s, 82, 83, up through mid to late 90s. I'm yeah. feeling pretty good about stuff. Yeah, me too. You start getting into 2000s, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. It's all, that could have happened anywhere well, I think between it's 2000 also, and 2018. It's also grades yeah. in school. Right, sure. Because I, you know, yep. I, I can yeah. remember like when a song came out, like what grade I was in, so then I can place the year from it. Yep. You in know, my head, after I, college, it's just like I don't know. I was doing stand up. I was somewhere when I yeah. saw it or heard it. Or I can see my sixth grade class picture in my head, and I know for sure I'm wearing my Don Johnson Miami Vice white suit <laughs> <laughs> and looking. <laughs> I, was, I was talking so to a guy the other day uh, on my podcast, and he was saying there's an '80s uh, station on there's no other podcast except this one. Yeah, that is true. Don't listen to mine. '80s. Uh, 90, but there's no 2000s XM station like for the 2000 2010 decade. It's got to be, be coming. coming, right? Got to be coming. Yeah, yeah. But we, I wouldn't even know. Again, for me, the 2000s is just a big blur. Blah. The Strokes came out. I think it was 99. Actually, they came out with that first album. But uh, the Strokes and uh, the 1975 and the vaccines, it all is one big blur to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a hacky, it's a hacky stand-up joke that people used to do. But they, you know, it's coming where they were talking about oh, how yeah. you turn on it. You know, one day we'll turn on an oldies station yeah. and hear, you know, I like big butts, and you're like turning it up, like kids. This is what I used to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm down the dial so much now. Like like I'll, I'll sit solid on 103.5 for a while because that's that's. That's my jam, man, I'm, dude. I'm old, and then <laughs> yes. now there's now there's 99.5 that plays like oldies, oldies, which I can remember like listening to with my mom, like 50s and 60s, 50s, 60s, 60s a little bit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, like oldies the way they should right. be. <laughs> um, but I'll sit back and I'll listen to those two now every once in a while. I'm just gonna sit back and like, yeah. <laughs> we were on vacation in Florida and we just found a station. I think it was out of Orlando or Jacksonville, and it was 90s. R and B, and it was wow. like Keith Sweat and Joe to see. 
And it was kind of uncomfortable to be listening to it, but at the same time, it's like, there's no other station playing this music no, right now. No, probably not. But maybe we'll get, like you're I saying, maybe you. we'll get start getting more of those kind of stuff. Because that, yeah, we're in the, the 90s nostalgia era, I think, has started. The 80, oh, my gosh. The, the 80s nostalgia still starting to fade. 98 Degrees is on tour opening for Backstreet Boys right yep. now. That That is crazy that yep. they would share a stage. They're mortal enemies. What do you think about some of these bands doing, like, cruises? Where it's like, come do My wife come, just told me. Come do the, the new kids yeah, on yeah. the block. You know, yeah. cruise. Can't do it. My favorite band is on one. And, uh, Weezer? O- OMD. Yeah. Are on one. And my wife said, you, sh- you should go to that. I'm like, I looked at the other bands on it. I'm like, first of all, D. Snyder is the big list. And how OMD got mixed up in this is beyond D. me. D. Snyder? D. Snyder of Twisted Sist. Uh, English Beat is on it. I could do an English Beat. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who else is on it that I like. One other band is on it I like, but after that, it's just like, like nah. mm. oh, The Fix is on. I, I like The Fix. Oh, yeah, Fix yeah, is yeah. strong. Yeah. They're proper. But other than that, <laughs> No, so, I couldn't. I couldn't be trapped to see the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, that's the thing. Is I think it's the venue, right? Because yeah, yeah. You would go see that concert, but like, do you want to see like and Dean Snyder in, in his bathing suit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm asking for yogurt because he's lactose intolerant. You know? they surely helicopter those guys out of there, right? They have to. They don't stay on there. I, don't know why they, I mean, because OMD still makes records, but they're, the but they're also very happy to do rewind shows. They say we don't mind. We'll play new stuff too. We're right. going to do that, but we don't sure. mind playing rewind OMD. shows. OMD, yeah, that's ridiculous. There's more than if you leave, people, I can assure you. <laughs> you go to your Spotify, and you skip past if you leave, then go down the line, and I, I guarantee. I like to put on Spotify sometimes to an artist radio station. Not like just the artist, but when they play oh, yeah. things they think are sort of related to the artist. Solid. I've been living on a Phil Collins station. Right I think now. it's so cute when Spotify <laughs> recommends The Clash after I've listened to The Ramones. You're not pleased with that. Like, they don't, like, they don't, like, they think I don't know. Hey, you see it? You like The Clash? Here's a group you might like. They're called the Ramones. <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. I think I've got Never that sort heard of. of them. Never. <laughs> These guys are great. How did that happen? It's hilarious. Oh, shoot. Oh, so, what's next, Bob Herzog? I don't know. Um, Good morning. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the CBS one that you guys keep breaking in and out of after? Oh, uh, CBS Morning Game Show. Stream Morning Show. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've heard from a lot of folks. I've never heard of anyone from anyone at the network level. Um, but I don't know. I tell yeah. people all the time, it would take, it'd take a heck of a thing to get me out of Cincinnati. And that's again, yeah. I'm not going to be like, yeah. you know, certain coaches in this town who have said, I'm not going to ever leave. I'm never leaving. And they <laughs> leave like the next day. Um, because you just, you know, you never know. But for me, my, my family's here. My, my, my kids go to school here. Everybody, yep. we're, we're happy, you know? Yep. Um, for a lot of folks, I know that's, that's maybe a little provincial and too sort of small town feel, but I love it. I tell people all the time. I said, if I, if I've got something going on, I can, you know, I can call my brother or my other brother or my sister or my mom. And I can have someone in my house in 10 minutes if I need somebody to, to get the kids off the bus. You know what I mean? And there's there's a security in that that I, that I like. And that's not to say I would never consider something else because I would if it was the right thing. Um, Cost of living. I mean, there's so many yeah, yeah. reasons why. I love but since he's, But that's another thing that, you know, you're, you're kind of lucky because a lot of people that do go into the – field on purpose of journalism you have to bounce you take whatever job you get right yep. out of school so for you to like oh, be in the town you grew up in i mean that's, that is rare and it's not it's not this tiny little media market either you right. know and i i think i think sometimes we have um I don't know, not necessarily a chip on our shoulder but we forget that this is you know in terms of media markets there's 300 plus in the country we're like mid-30s you know it's not it's not a tiny little berg by any stretch of the imagination you know you, you get a job here that's that's pretty awesome, and and yeah. the amazing thing is, like you say, most people in in this business, you you bounce, you go to the next, you go to the next thing. 
But when you think about the people that I work with and the number of people who have, who have stayed because they've made the realization, either, either they're from here and they made it back here or they realize what a great town it is and they've stayed. I mean, I mean, well, Rob Ron and Cammy Durking are Robin, two like amazing yeah. examples. Right. Of, I mean, John Lomax, who I sit with, God bless John Lomax, just one of the best dudes in the universe. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been doing that morning show for 25 years, more than that, maybe. I mean, which in our business, a lot of times is sort of unheard of. You don't get to stay in the same chair for that long. But people in this town, they, we, we like that. You yeah. know, we, we like that. And that's a that's a blessing, man. And, and look at our reporters. I mean, you're talking Joe Webb, Jeff Hirsch, uh, Deb Dixon just retired, but Deb Dixon, Rich Jaffe. I mean, people have been here for a while who know everybody. When something's going on, they know who to call. And the people they call will pick up the phone because it's them. You know? I mean, that's... It's an incredible thing. Do you think the local aspect is really what's going to help broadcasting? Because you guys go, you know, five hours in the morning. Your competitor, Frank, they go five hours in the morning. Mm -hmm. Because I think people want to see you guys turn up at Taste of Cincinnati because that means something to people here. Right. Uh, Do you think that's what's really going to... I think so. I I think, I think as, as scary as it might sound to some, I think more local is ultimately the way that local stations are going to survive. For sure. And it's all because of this stuff. Same with radio. Look, it's... Yeah. Every every network has an app now, you know. Every you know every network's got their their Roku this or their shows are on Hulu or they're on Netflix or whatever, right? Are they still on? Are obviously we're a local CBS affiliate and that's great, but there are so many other ways to push out content now. You know, sometimes I sit back and wonder: Will networks always do over the air, or will someday they rely on their apps and their whatever? Will that will that model be enough for them business-wise that that's how they want to do business. And if that happens, what happens to local stations? And I think the answer is going to have to be more local stuff. I think I think it has to be because I don't know how you survive otherwise because, you know, the, the rights to get a syndicated show, that costs, that costs money. You know what I mean? And if you can if you can do a show locally, why am I going to pay for that show? If I've got guys here and if I if I got people here... I have to pay the people who make the show, but I also get all the spots to sell. You know, all the commercial breaks are mine. They're not preaching to the choir. They're not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, that's that's how you do it. And I, you know, and I, I don't know if the sort of the, the golden age of the Bob Braun show or uh, Ruth Lyon show. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to that. I think there's. But a, I, I, I think, think there's, there's a market for it. One hundred percent. That's why Cincy shirts works. Yeah, exactly. You know, You're right, man. Like when we first started, we were like, "Hey, funny shirts, the whole world. We're going to market to the world." Right. Well, and at the end of the day, we're marketing to no one. Well, now we're Cincy shirts. We know exactly who our audience is, how yeah. to get it to them, yeah. and what they want. And uh, yeah, it's the same same thing. When I was a kid, there was something called the Cleveland Comedy Company up in Cleveland. They were a uh, sketch comedy group. They gave them a TV show for six weeks on Channel Five. Made fun of all local stuff. Made fun of J.B. Robinson, who did local. He made fun of the car parts outlet guy. These are all just local advertisers and right. other and newscasters and stuff. I loved it, and because I you kind of feel like you're in on the joke. Right. Nobody else would get this except unless you. And you know, yeah. same thing when Gary did his show on the right. A lot of you know, all my Bengals. Cause we get the joke, you know. We're kind of in on it. We're in on the whole thing. We're like a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's how that's how this business. That's how radio. That's that's the only. It's the only way forward. It's the only way forward. Is is more of that kind of thing, and that's it's a tough. I mean, as you know, it's a, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. It's I think it's a lot it's of work. A, I think it's a tough sell. To the people who make the decisions. It's not a tough sell to the audience that would watch it. Or the people that can do it. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I and I think this market, just like we were talking about earlier, it's proven there there are a lot of there are a lot of creative folks in this town. You know. A, a, a lot doing doing these kinds of things. I mean, my gosh, look at all the, look at the number of theater companies we have in this town now. Yeah, that not just and there are some great community theaters in this town. I'm not, I would never take anything away from them because there's a lot of folks who do great work there. But I'm talking community talking about theaters. Excuse me that that pay their people to come do shows. Yes, you know what I mean. That there are people who are making a living as professional actors and actresses in in Cincinnati. Yeah. Improv yes. troops. Yeah, I mean, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that stuff's there. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, I've always been a rah-rah guy for, for Cincinnati, but we're, we're, we're sort of in the middle of a bit of a renaissance right now. There's a hundred percent. There's a lot of great, million percent. There's a lot of great stuff happening in Cincinnati right now. A lot. And, well, I mean, look at the number of national publications and things that have pip, picked up on that. New yeah. York times has had an article recently. Buzzfeed just had, what was the article they had the other day? Why Cincinnati is the, um, yeah, the low key coolest under, city under the you radar, know, coolest, yeah. coolest city in the country or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean it's people are starting to discover what I think a lot of us who are from here have always kind of felt in some form or fashion that yeah. we're we're all right. You know, and it, and, right. It, and I was worried admittedly for a while that it was just food. That it was just like right. uh, you know, food was getting some pub, but it's more than that. It it's is. the FC Cincinnati, it's the Hippo, the um <laughs> the cool bars, the you know uh, neighborhoods. Uh, oh, modern yeah. art, yeah. So they, you know, well, because we've still got neighborhoods that are that are coming back that have architecture. You can't find. That's why so many movies come here. Like, yeah. where, where else are you going to find that building? Like, and, that's, and the variety. Yeah, that's it. You go to, you, like you've got over the Rhine is always used to do, double as New York City. Yep. You go to like Amberley Village, it's all like mid-century modern. Yep. And so you can find all, all kind of variety around here, and it's you know, yeah, it's cheap. <sighs> it's a great time to be a Cincinnatian, you guys. Yep. Wow. Well, and what was uh, <laughs> luminosity? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. or blank. I mean, all the. Th- I mean, just cool, different. My gosh, we're doing that in Cincinnati things. Yeah, yes. man, yeah. that's good stuff. It's good Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Well, we're certainly happy that you're going to be the guy delivering all the news to us about it for Thanks, the guy. foreseeable future. Anyway. Thanks for letting me hang out for a little while. So, at the end of our episodes, yeah. we uh, we ask that our guests give us a uh, coupon code. That uh, people can use to save twenty percent online and in store at Cincy Shirts, and this coupon will be good from the time that you uh, hear this, the time this episode goes live, until the next episode comes out. So okay, give us a word. I think the word is going to have to be Huey. Huey, <laughs> Huey, I love it. There use promo go. code Huey, and hopefully, <laughs> if there is a God in this world. Uh, they can use it to buy a Bob Herzog T-shirt at our website by the time that this long uh, overdue. Launches. Oh yes, we long overdue. We got, so we got some work to do. Yeah, yep. But, make it happen. So use use the coupon <laughs> Huey H U E Y online or uh, or mention it in store until the next episode comes out, and uh, you'll save twenty percent on your whole order. Now uh, you're on social media. Yeah. So how can people find you? Got the got the Facebook page. Um, Twitter, I'm just Bob underscore Herzog. I think I have a Snapchat too because I like using the filters, but I don't. I don't use Snapchat correctly. And plus, I once had people start sending me pictures that made me feel awkward. So, whoops. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, get it. Get at Bob and uh, and. 
Because he's out there. He's you out can there send him body pics on Facebook too, people. Don't yeah. think you just have to do that on Snapchat. And, and I promise it's more than just makeup <laughs> tips on, on yeah. Facebook. I promise. I promise. So, uh, yeah, check out all his uh, his videos and, uh, and, and continue to support this man. So uh, we appreciate you being yeah, here. Thanks so much for coming guys. in. Thank you. Right. And Thank I'll you. see you next time on the Cincy Shirts Podcast. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's done and it's sudden and it's cruel sometimes. But it might just save your life. That's the power of life. Bob Herzog from Channel 12, who may just be the nicest and most engaging person on the planet. If you're in the tri-state, you can of course see him on Breakfast TV from half four in the morning on Channel 12 until seven, when they switch over to Sibling Station Channel 64 to make way for CBS this morning, and then they're on the air, I think, until 10 o'clock, he said. He also has a YouTube channel with all of his best bits, including Traffic Man. Just go to YouTube, look up Bob Herzog, sorted. You can find all that stuff there. And speaking of best bits, if you haven't already, go back and cherry-pick the Cincy Shirts archives. Uh, Frank Marzullo's been on, of course. Uh, your old pal Duke Sinatra from the old Gary Burbank show. If you like the sports, we've had Mo Egger, Cash Wright, Mike Mathis, former NBA referee Johnny Bench. They've all been on the show. Uh, really, all the episodes are great. Haunted Cincinnati, Abandoned Cincinnati, those are very popular. Check those out as well. Today's show is produced by me with some help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. Find vintage tees from great cities like Cleveland, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We're always adding new designs and cities, so stop by often, online, or in-store. In case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is Huey, and that's capitalized because it's a proper name. Huey, uh, it's H-U-E-Y, as in Lewis and the News. Uh, so let me see, you can take 20% off your entire order at CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com with that code, or you can come in the store, the physical stores for Cincy Shirts, and uh, just say it in person, and they'll give you 20% off, all right? So as always, new designs are going up all the time on both sites. And uh, we just welcomed Orlando and Central Florida to Old School Shirts, so check that out. And you can also use the code, like I said, yeah, in our physical stores. And those are going to be in OTR, Hyde Park, and now Loveland. So stop by and say hello and say Huey and get 20% off. Follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for all the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review uh, from whatever site you get the show from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye. I wish I said goodbye.